You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. On this episode of It's a Bit, we're just going to have a normal episode, bit of the week, followed up by drafting the worst things about work. Not specifically your job per se, but just the the work environment, the overall work environment, what is awful about just being a human and having to work. Uh, and then we're going to end it with finish the sentence. So all that and more on It's a Bit. This is the It's Bit podcast presented by 10,000 Takes. Burgeoning empire called 10,000 Takes. This is the It's a Bit podcast featuring boss man Wags and journalist Jake. Journalist Jake's a bitch, motherfucker. Hey, you know those guys that do 10,000 Takes? They do some funny bits, right? They're good. They're funny dudes. Yeah. 10,000 Takes. You're hanging with the number one podcast in the Twin Cities. It's a bit with 10,000 Takes. Last name ever. I'm sure I could do. A, I'm sure I could download the OneNote app on here. But, be fine. You gotta pay for OneNote. Yeah, note. I got it for free on mine. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. OneNote, like the Windows application. Yeah. Yeah, I got it for free. Mm. For a I, year. I use it at work too to track shit. All right, it's nice. Well, welcome back to it's a bit. The argument of Jake versus Max continues. Although he's got no, an no, iPhone. no, no, no. It was always just Android versus Apple. It's not going to change to Mac here. I'm... We'll see. No, no, no. We'll see, never Jake. going to Mac. Jake, you said you we'll never get a fucking iPhone, and I'll look at you. I'm never using. No, I'm not getting a Mac. No, I love yeah, Windows computers. You're, They're different than Android. You're, you're getting a Mac. I'm never getting a Mac. And I use Macs a lot. No, nothing so much against them. I used Macs in college. They're, they're they're okay. They're nice. But, but PCs are for porn guys because porn guys are like, I love to sit and build my own computer for it. And, and well, act, damn I mean, it, we built our own computer. But Shit. I mean, those are people that build porn their own now. computers. So yeah, maybe we are all are now porn. Now guys. we're all porn damn guys. We are porn guys by association. But, we've just admitted it, I guess. Uh, by the damn way, b- before we get started, the soda stick hats are live. Journalist Jake and I are wearing them. If you're watching the YouTube version. Uh, the soda stick hats and the tanks. If you're a if if you're a muscle guy, I know us three aren't quite muscle guys, but if you're a muscle guy and you or gal and you like wearing the tanks in the summer, we got the 10k ones. You put your name on the back of them, or if you're uh or if you're just a casual like us, you just get the hat. It's a golf hat. I'm kind of glad I'm not wearing the hat right now because it would have been a little awkward if all three of us showed yeah, up wearing the same it would, hat. Yeah, it would have been a, it would have been would have would have been a rough look. Been further confirmation that we're porn guys. <laughs> yes, it would. No, I don't think the porn guys thing has anything to do with wearing the same no. hat. I think wearing the same hat though, it almost makes it look like it was a free hat that you got from work. We'll get into work yeah, stuff later. Don't mm-hmm. you feel like a porn guy would like cop all of his friends before going somewhere and try to coordinate their hat game though? I feel like yeah, a porn guy well, might do that. And a, and, might. A, and a porn guy might go through an unnecessary amount of steps to get a free hat from like a company like. Mm-hmm. First, you got to give us your email, and then you got to do this, and then call this number, and then give us a five star rating. And Download get, an app, go yeah. to the first eighteen levels. Yeah, yeah, and then you get a shitty hat for free, and it's like that's that guy's just gonna after that he's gonna watch an aggressive amount of porn mm-hmm. wearing that hat, and he's <laughs> gonna show it off to his uh, his OnlyFans uh, model that he desires. By the yes. way, the uh, that team's call between it was actually a, it started as a serious team's call about doing live stream content with 10k that's upcoming but just ended with Jake and Andy talking about porn and I, I was glad I got a video of that that was some that was a golden interaction well Andy's a porn guy and I don't think he wanted to uh, admit that but he's a porn guy and he tried to say I was a porn guy or just kept deflecting and saying 
well, are you a porn guy? I'm like, Andy, you are a porn guy. He proved it during that conversation. He was a porn guy because I, I believe that you were asking him to come up with like content ideas. And then his idea was like, let's both name porn stars and whoever can name the most like wins. Wasn't that something? That like was that? his idea. Yes. And then he tried to turn it back on me that I was the porn guy, even though he came up with an idea to list off porn star names. Because I said jokingly, I'm like, Andy, I bet you you could name off every single porn star like that is known to man right now. He's like, okay, Jake, then let's do a video where we blah, 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 and name them off and that's, have a competition. That's his competitive nature. He d- genuinely believes he can beat you at that. And that's totally fine. Like, I'm not going to I'm not going to be upset about that at all. He's a, he's a porn guy, and that's okay. It's okay. That's yeah. okay. But uh, let's do a bit of the week. Journalist Jake, what do you got? Your PC bet? Um, so uh, I have the 10K privilege bit. Um, so we apparently maybe technically have privilege here at 10K. Um, let's just say, and Jack already know, knows about this. So um, back on Friday, last Friday night when I was driving up north, uh, I was, you know, I was driving along, driving along, you know, and then, you know, I thought I was going, I was going 70 miles per hour. I thought it was a 65. Turns out it was a 55. I see a sheriff or state trooper. I forgot who exactly it was. I see them turn around and I, I blatantly coming and targeting me. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm going 70. I'm like, oh shit, it's probably a 55. Oh no, I get pulled over and I'm, I'm on the side of the road and he comes up to me. He's like, oh man, he's like license registration. I already had it out. You know, you should do that. It's uh, you know, good etiquette to do that. And he's like, do you understand why you got pulled over? I'm like, yeah, I'm going 70. I'm assuming it was a 65. I thought, I thought it was a, uh, or I, I'm assuming it's 55. I thought it was 65. Even no, I'm still going over five miles per hour. Um, he takes my license and you know, whatever it goes back to the car. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. I'm like, maybe he could, uh, I I've gotten, I've gotten the privilege of getting it knocked down to like eight miles per hour, yeah. you know, before where you get it knocked down and reduced as they're nice, but I've never got off with like a, a verbal warning in those cases, like with state troopers. And, uh, well, he gets out of his car at in like 10, 20 seconds. So I'm like, okay, is that, good sign usually if they're printing off a citation usually they're in there for quite a while and mm-hmm. you get pulled over a few minutes yeah yeah so he comes back he's like all right i'm gonna get you off of with a verbal warning are you the one of the guys from 10k takes <laughs> and 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 he's like uh Where, what city are you in at this point i was near deerwood deerwood, deerwood. Uh, just, just a little north many, of garrison give us a like, just north of garrison away. that doesn't help give us uh, hours away well, it's it was just a little north of Malak, so we're probably yeah, okay. about uh, yes. two hours north of here, maybe. Okay, two hours north of the Twin Cities of of Minneapolis, maybe a little more than that. Actually, I'm, two and te- a half. I'm telling you, the the obviously, like we have a presence in the cities, not as big of a presence as we'd like, but our presence in small, like rural Minnesota, is insane. Not even like rural Minnesota, just like smaller than the Twin Cities. Like when we went to Mankato, it was nuts. A lot of like, uh, we have a lot of fans just in really small towns. And I feel like we do relate with those people a lot more than anyone else because, you know, in the cities you get, you get kind of the, the yuppies and the, you know, that kind Hipsters, of, that kind of crowd We're out, you know, out in, out in the rural towns, it's just a bunch of hockey guys. Yeah. A bunch of hockey guys. And it was, it was, yeah, it was just so strange because I'm going 15 over and there's a lot of people on the road and when you go up north, and there's cops all over going up north they know they ca- they can catch those cabin people coming up north and i never you know gotten away with a ticket 
And, uh, you know, he just, he said, I saw the sticker on your truck. Cause we have a 10 K sticker. And he's like, I thought you looked familiar, but, uh, yeah, I love you guys. I said, I follow you guys. I support you guys. You guys are hilarious, but, uh, yeah, just stay safe on the road. I only went 15 over the, the speed limit. Yeah. Dude, a cop and, in the cities would have definitely tagged you there. Yeah. Now, yeah. now you like, know. Yeah, I'm part of 10 K. <laughs> I don't give a that, fuck. Yeah. Here's your ticket. That just solidifies why you should, uh, follow 10 K stakes or betting page and DM them for a sticker. Exactly. Put it on your vehicle. And if they ask if you're part of it, you're allowed to say yes because you're supporting the brand so mm-hmm. technically you are the brand at that point and you get yourself out of speeding tickets that's a hell of a deal yeah and if that guy is uh is listening or that cop is is, is listening um you know i appreciate it thank you sir um you probably should have still just given me the ticket um because i probably deserved it but you're okay that's such a kirk cousins move that you just did right yeah. there i shouldn't uh, you know he gave me a Jake, nice break Jake, but i should have got at, it, at this it. point you should just mail in three hundred dollars to the state of Minnesota. yeah and j- just uh say uh i i should have paid this i should not have this 10k privilege now you know what it's like to be uh, an attractive female man i swear to god mm-hmm. like the only like i've never gotten out of a ticket as well my mm-hmm. girlfriend i've been in the car with her three times and she's gotten pulled over every single time a warning and go yeah. every single time yeah i'm you, not you, not attractive enough to dodge that no, no i i uh i was thinking maybe like oh shit maybe reduce the sentence or not the sentence, sentence. <laughs> four years but in jail four years in jail eight eight miles over eight miles over the speed limit straight to jail um but no i thought maybe he's like hey, i'm gonna just reduce it to eight miles per hour instead of 15 blah 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 but no it's just i'll just give you a verbal warning just just make sure you're wary of uh aware of your speed and just stay safe out there but he's like i love what you guys do well uh yeah i'm like okay sweet so fuck being, yeah being 10k privilege it exists bit. Yes. As of this day, it exists. Yeah, get a sticker and you can be a part of it. Yeah. We should we should make a sticker that says 10K Privilege. 10K Privilege. Maybe Jake, that's the brand. Jake, are you glad that you've only spent dedicated almost three years of your life and probably over $5,000 just to save 200 bucks? Yes. <laughs> just to get out of a is, ticket? Is that, is, that, is that what privilege is? Mm-hmm. I guess. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love it. All right, Wags, what do you got for a bit? I got the right place, right time bit. Me, Jack, and producer Cam, we went to the Hendrickson Foundation alumni game, which is uh, Darby Hendrickson's foundation. And I think his brothers are heavily involved in it as well. And it was an absolute blast, man. I think Audra Martin, uh, she invited us to uh, go there and help her with the PA stuff and also to do some fun stuff in between the periods and whatnot. And at a certain point, it was just me, producer Cam, and boss man here left alone in the penalty box, we're running the scoreboard somehow. No one taught us what the fuck to do. They're no. telling us we got to announce people. The ref comes up to us after the first goal is like, hey, what team scored? Yeah, we're we, like, that's your job. <laughs> we, had, we had absolutely no clue. But around this time, Bill Guerin starts showing up. Marcus Foligno shows up. Um, Creed, a.k.a. Dean Evanson, mm-hmm. shows up. And uh, they start going to the benches because there's a lot of famous hockey players. There's Thomas Vanek was there. Paul Martin. Nate Prosser. Boss man. Bo- of course, mm-hmm. boss man. The On the bench, fellas. Mm-hmm. A Landon from Soda Stick was there. But. But uh, Dean comes through. He starts talking to the team on the first bench, shaking some hands. And all of a sudden, you know, to get between benches, to go from one bench to the other one, obviously there is a penalty box um, separating it, right? Like, that's where we keep the score and whatnot. And uh, Dean has to walk right by us. As he's walking right by us, he just turns to all three of us and says, gentlemen, puts his hand out Mm -hmm. and just shakes all of our hands individually. And we're all like, hey, coach. And it was, uh, I'm not going to lie, it was probably one of the coolest moments of my whole life. Yeah, that's just guys doing business right there. He, He walked right up to us and mind you this isn't actually the the first time i've seen him this close in person if you remember i did sit behind directly actually behind him to the point where he was obstructing my view of the game in game five for the first period but it was it was awesome to just look him in the eye shake his hand talk to him for a little bit it was hilarious because yeah he just walked up like hey coach 
He's like, gentlemen, puts his hand out. Like he probably thought we were like way more important than we were. Like we were, you know, super heavily involved. I mean, we are behind the bench at this area mm-hmm. and Billy G's walking back and You're forth. Important. You know, we'd said hi to Billy. Uh, actually, we at, as Wags mentioned, we were running the game in terms of managing who's scoring the scoreboard. I think we accidentally added a goal to the wrong team first. We got that resolved. But yeah, the ref comes up. He goes, who scored on that one, boys? We're like, that's your job. You're supposed to tell us who scored, then we announce it and add one to the correct score team. They didn't even determine who was home and away. I think that no. was that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. So I, honestly, that's I I would have rather had it that way than us get like this training and flawlessly execute it because it's not the 10k way. So the Hendrickson Foundation and 10k takes, uh, we uh, we're, we're going to go a long way together because uh, we had some fun. We we'll definitely, fun yeah, we'll definitely keep going um on like you know the future events if if we're welcome. That yeah, is, if and, we're welcome. And also, we should explain if you don't know the Hendrickson Foundation is they uh, they support kids with disabilities playing hockey so they're on those sleds they had the sledding race which uh by the way if you tune into our socials this morning you'll actually see a video of me and cam racing a bunch of people including audra jesse pierce nordy audra audra che- cheated hard she Spoiler had, alert. I'll, I'll say this she had the easier sled where they gave us even ryan carter said yeah i saw your sled there's i knew there was no way you were going to make it five feet on that thing same with cam i actually took a battle wound but uh, the Hendrickson Foundation, awesome charity. I know they do like a golf tournament. They do this tournament every year, so definitely check them out. But yeah, holy shit, it was a blast, dude. And uh, you know, Dean, he looked so intimidating. I he was he yeah. just he he walked up to us, Jake. I can't even mm-hmm. tell you like like what that feeling is. Most of the time, when someone's in that situation, you got to approach the very famous person, right? No, well, and uh, he came well, and visited ten k. You guys weren't scared shitless when he approached you. No, no. He just looks like you know, a guy that's it, always going to kill somebody. He does. It, it felt like, but we were, no. It felt like you know we haven't watched the wild obviously in almost a month now. It's pretty depressing, but it felt like we were greeted by an old friend. Yeah, yeah. it really did. It was. Uh, it, it helped you through the grieving. Yeah, I should did. say of not being it able did. to watch the it wild. Did. We in felt the last we month. felt comforted by it by the fact that we haven't gotten to watch the wild. And it's therapeutic. Let, let me just say, he has very kind eyes. Oh, really? I think that's what really helped cut down on that mean demeanor. He's, his eyes are so friendly. So if you were to ask him or someone were to ask him if if, uh, if 10K is on his list of important, important people, you could cue the clip. He's on it. Yep. Remember that yeah, bit? And, uh, and we didn't even ask him because we already knew the answer was yes. yes. Not not because we wanted to avoid the possibility of him saying no. It was because we, we just assumed you we, just were on, we were on his list of like important people. I mean, you know, he said, gentlemen, you don't just say that. And he smiled anybody. at you. He did. He gave us he gave us a nice smile. Not a red face and, and no, swearing or no, anything. He, he, so. didn't, he, didn't, he didn't tell me to skate Herbie's. It was, it was good. He extended yeah. his arms out yep. to us. Yeah. Gentlemen. We, uh, we should have done like the Donald Trump and like grabbed his arm mm-hmm. as like a sign yes. of dominance. Yes. Pull him in nice and tight. <laughs> or do like the European Dude. kisses or whatever when on Trump the cheeks. yanked in Putin was yeah. just like, come Ooh. here, you big old bastard. We all look great, beautiful, thin. We look great. <laughs> we did. We, we were looking very thin. Yes. Uh, um, but yeah, l- yeah. I please please bit. watch the video of, of me skating. And and while we're uh, or in, in the sledding race, uh, but while we're on the topic, my bit is actually the, uh, the PA debut bit. So at the Hendrickson Foundation Alumni Game on Saturday. It's a mouthful. Um, yeah, five minutes before the announcement started, Audra hands me a piece of paper and says, you're announcing the white team. And I'm like, what? Who's on the white team? I think she told me the day before that I was going to be doing PA, but I just kind of like tuned that out because I, I, I had a lot Stalock. of, I had a lot of shit going on. So I kind of forgot about that part, but she goes, yeah, you're going to do the white team. And I had like five minutes to prepare. And then I showed up and just announced the team in front of hundreds of people. Hey, so you say Stalock was on that team. Was he was skating uh, up. He was skating out. Was uh, a way unlock on that team as well? Who? Away on lock. No. 
It's a dad joke. Stay opposite of stay is away. Okay, oh God, this, this is already worst. way too See, much yeah, thinking. And then lock, jokes, unlock. Dad jokes are supposed to be easy Simple. to comprehend. Away unlock. This, this is this is like a riddle. That's kind of what dad jokes are half the time. I feel like sometimes, and they think it's funny, and no one else gets it. Okay, he was in. Uh, he but, was announced with some like Brock Faber. Brock Faber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was from he was Ryan on the, the Beauty League bit. Yeah, Ryan Carter. That's an easy one. Um, who else do we have? Landon from Soda Sick. That was mm-hmm. a big deal. Yes. Yep. Uh, Thomas Vanek was out there. There's a lot of Thomas Vanek. Yeah, a lot of former Chellers. Chellers. A lot of Prossy. show guys. Oh yeah, Nate Prosser. I announced his name. Mm-hmm. I announced the uh, the summer beach house guy from Bravo mm-hmm. TV was there as well. Luke Luke Anderson or whatever. Uh, not Anderson. Right. It's I just know because it's a harder name to pronounce than that. But it was it, it is. Was, it was oh shit! Of, it was I thought of, it was like it was a common name. A lot of stars. It was a lot of fun. But Damn yeah, it! The uh, the PA debut bit. I feel like if I was going to debut as as a as a public address you, announcer, address announcer, I think I'd want to do it in front of more people than less. So I'm I'm happy I got the opportunity to do it on the biggest stage possible. And you killed it, man! You definitely uh, you did a good job, like for your first time, and Thank just you. like five minutes before them, they well, just handed that shit. I think shit a lot too. of people think it's easy, and if they go. Someone should try to be do like the Minnesota Wild PA announcer job for a game. It's probably oh not. God. It's probably hard as shit. No, and uh, and it was funny because Carter, obviously Ryan Carter, were good friends with him. He was at the bench right before I went on, and I was I was trembling. I'm not gonna lie, I was nervous. Little shakes. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, "What are you shaking for, man?" I'm like, "Carter, you're on TV every fucking day. Mm-hmm. I'm like this is my first time ever doing something like this in front of this many people live." And he's like, eh, "Yeah, I get that. I'm like, yeah, dude." Get off my case, bro. Yeah, he was he was chirping you right. <laughs> he up to was that also very the first person minute. to chirp me with the sledding race. Like I said, I had the hardest sled, and I'm not going to get the sledding race. Uh, one of the Hendrickson brothers actually skated up to me as I was struggling. He goes, "I'm going to help you as much as uh, they helped me my first year." I go, "You're not going to help me at all." Mm-hmm. Or he goes, "Nope, not at nope. all." So, but no, I mean, Talking. I mean, all the jokes aside, it was actually a blast. I'm glad right. I got to do it, but. All right, we're going to take a really quick break, folks, and we'll be back with uh, Drafting the Worst Things About Work. It's about to get real fucking negative up in here, but uh, you're listening to It's a Bit. It's a Bit is presented by the Better Edge app. If you listen to us, you already know what Better Edge is, but if you don't, Better Edge is a legal online sports betting marketplace that allows you to post and engage with other sports betting fans and your friends, place no commission positions in an online marketplace. There's no hold. There's no percentages. They're, they're, they're not making any of your money. It all goes back to the winner, which is really a beautiful thing. Uh, you can compete in direct head-to-head challenges. You can compete in public or private betting competitions. Uh, I know they're doing one right now for the NBA where you bet on each game, and the winner over the, the course of the series gets 500 bucks in their account. Which you could take out and go spend on prostitute. No, I'm kidding. Or um, a strip club. Oh, uh, 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 you can also uh, buy or sell positions such as spread over under money line at current market prices. So uh, use promo code 10K. That's one zero K at betteredge.com. When you sign up and verify your ID, that gets you twenty bucks. Once again, promo code 10K betteredge.com. Join us on there. We'll uh, we'll start betting today together. We'll get dubs. But uh, let's get into the second segment of the show. We have. Uh, Drafting the worst parts about work. This one's going to get real sad, real negative. And if you're, I mean, I know us three work corporate jobs. If you work a corporate job specifically, you're going to relate to this. But uh, I'll hand it off to Jake to do the the draft. Uh, well, Chime. Yeah. That the, bit. The sound effect. But, All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we don't need, who needs a soundboard when you have the human mind right. and brain? And All mouth. Right. And mouth. Yeah. The oral. Oh, yes, oral. that's. Yes. Yeah. Oh. All right. Dun, 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 dun. With the first overall pick in the worst 
things about work draft. Wake selects. I just got to go waking up in the morning, man, right before your shift. It is one of the worst feelings in the world where it's like a Monday morning. You're waking up at 6.30, 6.45. You know you got to be at the office or you got to work in 30 minutes. And you just have that pit in your stomach like, oh, this week is going to fucking suck. I think we all probably get it on Mondays. Even on like weeks, it's going to be fine. And once we get through the week, we're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. But every single morning, it's like, I swear to God, I'm the most negative person in the world. Mm. And it's because I have to go to work. Yeah, I've probably had some of my darkest thoughts in the shower, like the morning of Monday. Yes. Or some most negative stuff. Going into like Sunday night too, like there's there's a lot of sleepless Sunday nights where you're just like, okay, I'm fine. You know, I'm going to go to bed and then you like wake up like with anxiety and you're like, ah, shit. Like there's the whole week ahead of you. It's just, it's not a, it's not a great feeling. It's very dreadful. I I hate waking up for anything outside of work. If it, even if it's for something really fun, like going to the airport, I hate that. Mm-hmm. Even like things I really look forward to. If I have to wake up early in the morning, I hate that part of it. Mm. I mean, work. Yeah, work sucks. I know, but uh, I had to throw that in because I had to say work sucks. Yep. But um, no, I mean, like, yeah, waking up early for like, especially like work and shit sucks. I, I'm not. I'm kind of more of a morning person in in a way. So if I'm waking up for something exciting, I'd rather just get up and start getting into things. Like if I'm excited for it, but waking up for shit you don't want to do, particularly work on a weekly basis, mm-hmm. not fun on a Monday. Like yeah. Friday, you're kind of like, eh, okay, one more day. But then two days later, back in the same there's hole. A, there's only really one kind of morning I don't mind like waking up early for, and that's like you're about to leave for vacation. You're waking yeah. up at like 5 a.m., and the first thing you do once you get through security at the airport is you just start pounding mimosas or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? no, like, like, yeah, once you're at the airport the morning of a vacation, it's great, but when that alarm goes off and you have to be woken out of a deep sleep, yeah. I, I, that's just Sometimes t- it it's sucks. terrible in any scenario. What if it's for a gopher tailgate? I'm oh, still see. pissed <laughs> off at that, at that one minute, but then like once my brain clicks Christmas into gear morning. and I realize... Once my brain was an adult, Christmas morning you don't you don't like wake up early. You're probably hungover from Christmas Eve or a family festivity. But but like at least, even for like go for tailgates, like for that first minute, I just hate everything. And then like my brain clicks and I like realize where I am, what I'm doing today, and then I'm like in a better mood. But that first well, that first minute is yeah, just like fuck. That does suck. But like last weekend when I was up north, I woke up at five a.m. the first morning to go fishing, and that still kind of sucked. I'm like okay, like I don't sleep in ever. And then, but you get out on the lake and you see the sun sunrise. Well, yeah. and you're like, okay, this is cool. Yeah, I, honestly, don't you guys kind of like in a way also hate waking up that early on a weekend because it's like, dude, yeah, like, this is my yeah. time to yeah. fucking sleep in, and now I'm waking up even it, earlier than I would for work. It'd be one thing where if like you were on like vacation for a week or like you know or up north in that case for like a week where you know you're up there the entire week so you could take a nap and shit, but you're up there for like a couple days and doing shit, and then you're back at it on Monday. It just kind of sucks. Also, sometimes. people on vacations who are waking up early to go do st- stuff on vacations, yeah, psychos. Yes, yes. not it's your time away from the real world, which means having to wake up at a time. You don't want to wake up. Waking up naturally is just way better. Yeah. Like, at what point did someone decide, like, all right, like, if we're gonna we're gonna run this company and we're gonna run this business and we're gonna make people start working it as early as possible, just because we need every waking hour of the day to, put, to put them to work. Yes. I mean, there's not enough time Demon. in the day between having to be a human being and take care of yourself and work, but it still just sucks, man. But yeah. all right, let's uh, num- number two pick. That's a good right. number one, though. Yes, I definitely, it is. I definitely had it on you. my list. All right. Ding, ding, do, 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 do. With the second overall pick in the worst things about work draft, I myself, JJ, select 
meeting scheduled after 3 p.m. on a Friday, mm-hmm. on Fridays, or the or whatever day it, it could it could even be relevant to if you ha- don't work a total uh, you know con- con- or normal job where it's Monday through Friday, whatever it is, the day before you have your weekend or days off, and they schedule something later in the day when. It fucking drives me fucking insane. I'd like, venture to go as far and say, like, any meeting after 4 o'clock, Monday through Friday, I'm pissed that it's yeah. on the schedule. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But particularly Fridays, like, there are people, unless it's really, really important and there's something urgent that needs to be done that day, which 99% of the time, that's never the case. Why in the fuck are you still in the work mindset and like, hey, we should schedule a meeting after 3? Like, someone scheduled one last Friday at my at my work. That fucking pathetic. Yeah. Do you have nothing better to do with your life now? It's, I, I get you're being paid. We're getting paid to do this job. And I totally get it. You got to do your duties and responsibilities. But man, if this is not relevant to this to today and can wait till the next day or Monday, which usually it is, why in the hell are you even in that mindset? We should schedule something right. No, we shouldn't. That's right. fucking pathetic. All right. I have a technological solution to this problem, Jake. So here's what here's what needs to happen. So... Microsoft Outlook, if someone schedules a meeting after 3 p.m. in any time zone, Mm -hmm. Microsoft Outlook should immediately gain that person's IP address. Shut them down. Send the police to their house, and that person (laughs) should be tased by their Mm -hmm. local police department. A hundred percent. Policy we can all get behind. That's fair. Like, I just don't understand. People are shutting down. Call your local officials. You literally have been working the entire week, Monday through Thursday, most of Friday, Unless it's really, really urgent, there's absolutely no point to be scheduling that after 3 p.m. Yeah. Especially if it's like the day of when people schedule it after 3 p.m. Especially in the summer, too. In the summer. Dude, like, we don't get weather like this all the time. Can I have a few more hours? Well, something something else I hate, too, about those meetings is you always know, like, the scheduler of that meeting. When the meeting starts, they always have to crack a little joke, too. Like, oh, it's a Friday night. You know what I'm saying? It's like, shut the fuck up. Or they say happy. They say they start off with happy Friday. It's like, I'm not very happy. (laughs) No, I want to be out But that person is just the person that literally would, if they could, they would schedule a meeting at 8 p.m. on a Friday night, too, Mm. to resolve something. Like, this is their life. Like, Mm. they would they would these are the people that would openly volunteer to work outside of hours for no fucking pay yeah for whatever reason and i don't i don't understand it like this is their life this is their purpose that's it is mm-hmm. this job yeah and it's sad but if that whatever makes them happy whatever be my guess but that drives me insane yeah want to like blow my head off well, i can Not tell legitimately i can, I can tell <laughs> Dude, so this is red right, right now. Your head is already blown off. Dude, I'm my, a demon. My draft board's hitting one for or like back to back. That was my one and two right really? there. Yeah. It's, it's back a tight, to back. tight competition it in is. this one. Mel, Mel Kuyper got it right. Yeah. <laughs> we get negative, folks, and we really get on the same page. But Listen, right. this is a good draft pick right here. Yeah. All right. I, I got a dark horse one that I know you guys aren't. You probably okay. don't have. Okay. Ding, ding, do, 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 ding, do. With the third overall pick in the worst things about work draft, boss man selects. So this goes back to previous jobs I've had, as well as my current job back when I was in the office, but packing a lunch. Yeah, that did kind of suck. I don't know. I, I, I don't know why. I, it's like I feel like I'm fucking 10 years old mm-hmm. and I'm packing a lunch for school and I'm, I'm putting a cookie in there. I for whatever reason, I hated doing that, especially when like I didn't want to do it the night before. And then I had to do it in the morning. Like who wants to make a who wants to make a sandwich at 545 in the morning? Like, no, that's just gross. I, so I, I I'm very thankful now that I work from home that I don't do this. But for those of you who still work at other sites that aren't your house, I hope you can relate to this because for whatever reason, packing a lunch was just a pain in the ass. 
And then guess what? If you're too lazy or you don't have time to pack a lunch, you got to go buy a lunch, which is probably going to be overpriced. Mm -hmm. If it's in your office cafeteria or at a restaurant, you're probably going to be overpaying. So packing lunch was always awful. I hated it. Um, Having to pack snacks, having to just feed yourself at an office was the worst. Now it's so nice. Like we work from home, you just go downstairs. It's, it's a problem that doesn't exist anymore for us. But for people who still work in office, packing a lunch, just it feels like the task of a second grader. It does. And then whenever, obviously, whenever you make the food, you're just like, you just associate it automatically with work and it just gets and then you you're in just that, depressed. And it gets you in that Monday <laughs> yeah. morning mindset on a, not at night. And you're like, I'm going to fucking kill Speci- myself. Yeah. Specifically packing a lunch for Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, I like that Sunday better. Night. Sunday night lunches were like, I almost want to poison this food. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, it it sucked too because I'd always try to get into the habit of like, okay, maybe I could just uh just start uh you know making my lunch right when I get home from work for the next day. But that when you get home from work, the last thing you want to do is try to make a damn lunch. Right. But then but then I'd always do it the night before, literally before bed around ten or eleven. But you'd be tired as shit, and you're like, oh, I don't want to fucking do this. And you'd pack it's a so half ass lunch, and then Monday you'd just be pissed off because it's already Monday and you have a shitty lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and and then and then, and then oh. it, it's just it's so annoying and have to like plan that out for your all your lunches and everything like that. And then you might you know you get you get tired of the same lunch or whatever. But it's like oh. it's so damn annoying. I I'm listening to this, dude. Some people in some countries don't have food. Yeah, here we are bitching that we we have to pack lunch for our work where we get paid very. And well. that's the point of the draft, okay? Yeah, no, yes. no, and we're very admittedly first world problem connoisseurs. Yes, but it does suck. This is uh, it does suck. I will say it. That's the part of the point of the draft. It's a good bet. Right. All right, round two. Ding ding do 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 ding ding. With the fourth overall pick in the worst things about. Work draft wag selects getting gas before work. Now I wasn't going to originally choose this, but Jack telling me like making the sandwich in the morning. I remember like all the time where it'll be like a Tuesday night or something. You got to work early the next morning. Like I'll just get gas before work tomorrow. And a hundred percent of the time, it is the wrong choice. Mm-hmm. You hate your life so much when you wake up, and you have to wake up so much earlier. And on top of that, you got to pay what fifty fifty dollars a gallon at this point. So. Mm-hmm. That that's gonna be my number two choice. Yeah, just like going back to like uh being lazy and not wanting to get gas like the the time before you were driving, when you mm-hmm. wake up and you're like, I got nine miles to empty in the tank and I gotta go fill up and then it's January and you have to sit outside. Mm-hmm. Six in the morning, pitch black on Monday morning and negative twenty degrees out and you're filling up your vehicle and you're just questioning everything you've ever done. Well and on top of that too, you're probably running a little bit late at the same time. Yeah, yeah, because it takes time to fill up a vehicle, especially if you're like Jake and I and your truck guys, like that's that's a whole task. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. it, a lot of it, the time you would I would be in that boat where I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just fill it up tomorrow morning. I would always forget. Yeah. So then you get in your car and you get that alert and you're like, oh shit. Damn it. So then you didn't even try to even like account for the time when you woke up because you mm-hmm. forget about filling up the tank of gas and you got to go to the gas station, fill it up, mm-hmm. watch your money go down the drain, of course. And then now you're late to work. Well, it's funny. This is something at least I've been doing ever since I was 16. And like, I realized like every single time I try to do this in the morning, it just never works out no. yet. Here I am almost 26 and I'm doing the same shit over and over again. Always I'm, get it. Always getting it when it's the least convenient because you yeah. waited when it was most convenient. Yeah, exactly. That you know, is the epitome of like my existence. Yeah, I'm, I've been waiting so much. Well, I, I still do that shit where I'm like, oh, I'm on low on gas right when you get pull up in the driveway or get home. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. And then you got to go somewhere. You're like, oh, shit. Got to fucking fill up it's gas. Like, That's future right. me's problem. Yeah, right? exactly. And then you're just pissed off at past self and you want to kick his ass. Yeah, fuck that guy. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, okay. Dean, 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 dean. 
with the second overall pick, or no, it's not second, fifth overall pick. In the second round. In the second, well, technically in the second round, yes. Of the worst things about work draft, I myself, JJ Selects, when people ping you or chat you on Teams or whatever instant messenger you have, and they just write, hey, your name. (laughs) So in my case, hey, Jake, nothing else. Nope. What is this about? You've literally had a write a fucking question. I know, but like write a, write a question. Don't don't just say, "Hey, Jake." I never respond to those. No, I don't either. ever. I wait until you say what you want. Yeah, li- literally. Don't what? Why? I mean, what is this about? Like, just just I'm not going to say, "Hey, man." Yeah, and man, then how was me, your weekend? I, I, I need, it, but like, but even for like a work of like for efficiency, I got to know what you're talking about. To see how much time I need to dedicate to whatever your request is. Cause I'm doing other shit. It could be a very like time sensitive thing, pertinent thing. I think they do that to reel you in. So then you'd be like, Oh yeah, I want you to do this. Cause usually like I can, you can kind of see what they messaged you you're like, okay, I see what they're trying to do. Maybe I can be proactive and get to it and then respond to them. Dude. It's like, just, just type out what you want to type out. I don't get, I would never say, hey, man, to try to get something from somebody if I needed like an answer for something. Yeah. I'd write the question. So when they see it, they can respond. Yeah. There's, there's, not, there's nothing wrong with addressing someone. Jeez. Just, just ask the question oh, no. after you address them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm fine with sending, hey, Jake, and then immediately following that, they send yes. another message. Yeah, that's issue. fine. That's, but no, yeah. I do know people that do that as well. Same I don't here. understand it's, it. Uh, so if, at least with me, I've realized it is the older people who I work with who are the ones doing that. Like They want to like initiate a conversation, mm-hmm. it seems like. But it seems like with the younger ones, they get right to the fuck point yeah uh, i noticed that too if there was like a, a a case study or a survey of the people who did this most to, to me it would be like the older crowd but i've had some younger people do that and which is surprising they're learning it from the older crowd yeah exactly it's a bad habit it's, it's like just tell me yeah. what what you want to say like ask me my hey my name that's weird yeah no it's, it's odd right all right with the six overall pick and the worst things about work draft, boss man selects. I got meetings about meetings. Yes. <laughs> Fucking worse. Someone asked, you know, what do you, uh, like, what is it like working at a corporate job? Well, you, you have a meeting about future meetings mm-hmm. sometimes. I, I don't know how to describe it beyond that. There are just times where you have a meeting and uh, and you get to the meeting and you determine that the point of the meeting is to talk about the way meetings are going to be ran in the future. Yeah, mm-hmm. the occurrence, the, and, the occurrence. And you sit, all. you sit on these calls and you're like, I'm getting paid a lot of money to do this. <laughs> I feel like if the people at the top of the company knew that this was happening, a lot of people would probably be in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're like 30 minutes. I literally had one last week where it's like a 30 minute meeting where we're like, okay, we're going to have a kickoff meeting about this. We're going to have an inter meeting about yep. this. And we're, and we're going to have to meet with this team. And so, like, the whole month of June, like, I've, she's given me dates to schedule stuff. And it takes a half hour to an hour of your normal day, which is so useless. It's meetingception. Meetingception. It's, it's like pointless. It, it, it's like pointless meetings that can be put into an email. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, this was the most. I'm, there's been so many meetings since I started my corporate job. And I'm sure people deal with this. And even blue collar work where oh, you yeah. have to have a meeting or a training for something bullshit. Right. You know, we're like, this could have been on an email. You could have sent us this. We could have signed it or read it something. Like, mm-hmm. this was the most pointless. There's so much shit that's wasted so much of my time. And then they'll bitch at you uh, when you're not getting something done or you're not as, as fast to get things done. Well, if, well, maybe it's because I had, I don't know, four or five hours of pointless meetings in the morning and then only <laughs> love, have a few hours. I love to work. having a lot of meetings to the point where you don't have time to do the work the meeting's about. Exactly. Oh, yes. 
It drives me fucking insane. Literally, like six My hours gosh. of meetings in the day. You have two hours to do your actual work. And then the next day, they're like, where's your work? It's like, yeah. you're the one scheduling you know, 80% of my day away. Like, what the fuck? We're behind on this right now. Okay, well, how about let's not schedule a meeting at 3 p.m. on a Friday. Okay? Like, <laughs> seriously. My gosh. Dude, we don't even need a therapist. We can just come on the podcast and yeah. talk about this. This is, this is therapy. This is therapy. And people are just listening right now just like, what is this? <laughs> This is disturbing. No, yeah. no, this is the inner immaculations <laughs> of our mind. Yeah. Um, but no, it's great. It's good shit. All, All right. right. One more round? Yeah. One more round. All right. Ding, ding, do, 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 do. With the seventh overall pick of the worst things about work draft, Wag selects. Small talk about shit you just do not give a fuck about. And at work, it's a lot worse um, than other places, in my opinion, just because you have to see these people in the future. So, like, sometimes you're expected to remember this information that you don't care about. And then you have to act excited about it the next time you see them. And honestly, just the game of work, like just the social aspect of it is exhausting because I don't care about it. I just want to show up, do my eight to ten hours and get the fuck out. I don't care about it. Small talk, just I hate it so much, especially in a virtual if yes. you're working from home now, I mean, it was weird in the in you know in the office. Unless I, because I made some good friends with some people in my office and stuff back when I was working in the office. But there's just some of those people that you're not friends with, and they just want to try to make small talk to make small talk. It's like we don't need to talk right now. Yeah. Like, but I still have a meeting every week. It's like a check-in meeting or something, and with a bunch of people, and they have to spend. It's a half-hour meeting. This could be done in five minutes, but no, they spend the first like 15 minutes asking about what everybody's doing for their weekend. It's like, I okay, this is fine. And some people are very adamant about talking about their weekends, but I don't care. Yeah, no, there's a time and a place for it. And yeah. it's like, okay, let's just say this for happy hour, okay? Like, right. I'm fine with it there, but we're, I, want, I have shit I got to get done here today. And we have a meeting that, that could be done in 10 minutes, but we extend it to 30 minutes because we're doing all this weird small talk. And I don't know what to say half the time. Mm-hmm. Have, you ever, have you ever like had that small talk with someone about a subject you really did not care about? You're like, oh, that's awesome. And all of a sudden that person thinks you care about that subject. And whenever you see oh. them coming up the next few weeks, they bring up the thing that you really don't care about. And you have to talk about it. That's what I hate the worst. Dude. Someone uh, mentioned the MLS to me and I pretended to have interest in it. I swear oh, to God. no. The next three weeks, oh, he was no. asking me MLS questions. Eventually, I was like, dude, I just, I just watched the loons, which I don't even do that so yeah i know the loons exist yes this is, they have a cool looking stadium that i've never been inside dude it was bad back when i worked at target during like high school and in a college there was this uh woman i worked with in like delhi and she was very nice woman just a little weird but you would always have to avoid saying how are you and she says hey jake uh how are you i'm good how are you and like it would be habitual you know a habit to say how are you but i'd always cringe because she would stop and start, oh, I'm good. And she would start talking about some family issues she was having oh, that day. No. Yeah, my stepdad was yelling at me today about blah, blah, blah. And she'll sit there and yap and yap and yap. Mm. Very odd shit. See, and, it, it, it's so funny because that's small talk culture in America. It's like when someone says, how are, like, how's it going? If you say anything but good, that's like the wrong answer. Yeah. Right? Like you're supposed to say good. And then, you know, they ask how you're doing. You say, I'm good. Life's, it's, you know, rolling. That's it. It's how, how, how are you doing is essentially like a friendly greeting. It's not yeah. supposed to be anything no, more than no, that. No, exactly. It's not, it's not like, I'm not, I'm, like I'm not a licensed therapist. Yes. Like, I don't know how to help you so, if, if you're not doing good. Exactly. So we would actually have to start. We'd start saying around the, the, the you know, around to some other fellow employees to be like, hey, uh, yeah, if she says like, hi, how are you? You just say good and that's it. You don't say, how are you bad? Good and you, not so bad. Not so bad. And you, so sometimes I'd be like, how are you? I'd be like, shit in my head and then 
I'm I'm stuck in a conversation for 30, 45 minutes. Even if you walk away, like you have to go into the back room because you're stuck and shit. No, she'll follow you and talk about her life's problems. So it's it was very annoying. So yeah. All right. Doon doon do 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 do. With the eighth overall pick in the worst things about work draft, I myself, JJ, select taking time off, but then having to come back to do a million things. That yeah. sucks. You almost working a job. You literally strive to take time off, but I, I'll sometimes sit there and worry about the time I took off because I'm like I'm worrying to come back to all the emails I'll come back to. Like the last time I for Vegas trip came back to like 300 emails. Yeah. See, and a lot of them aren't don't, aren't relevant to me, but some of them are. And it's like oh my gosh. I, I I will say I'm I'm very thankful for my job. I work with great people, and, and I'm very lucky that I don't deal with the PTO shaming that you guys deal with. Yeah. Because you guys were telling me when with Vegas, you're like, like you have people above you who are mad that you're taking PTO or you come back to just a million things. Like when I come back from vacation, I'm very fortunate that like, I just pick up right where I left off. No one's going to like slam me with shit to do. Yeah. It, and I, my, like I'm, I'm kind of fortunate. It's like my, like my supervisors and stuff, like they're very welcoming to me to take PTO, but they'll like have no regard almost that I, that I literally am off. And like, I'll have people messaging me. Even if I say, Hey, I'm going to be out and I'll, I'll be <laughs> getting teams messages on my phone. Hi Jake. I remember I was in Vegas. I hear I see a hi, Jake. I'm out of fucking office right now. So I come back to all these messages and everything. It's like we people we need to calm down here. It's honestly, um, in a way, it can like ruin parts of your vacation because you're just oh, like yeah, I, I when I come back, it's going to be 300 emails. It's going to be 20 requests. Plus, by the way, even though you took PTO, all of the work that you still had due next Tuesday of next week, they're not moving that deadline. No. You know, it's, it's just bullshit. Jake, you should mute your notifications when you're on vacation, bro. Yeah, I, I totally forgot, and I, I should because I'm in, you know, in that chat, and then also our 10K teams chat. So I should mute all teams. You know, you share regardless. the same account. No, well, it's I'm I'm on a no. It's two okay, different accounts okay. on Teams, fortunately. Yeah, I was so gonna say that'd be a bitch. It would be crazy if it was everything. But no, I can switch between both. But I get notifications from both. Uh, doesn't matter which one I'm signed into. But I need a, I need to mute notifications because I'll see that shit and I'm like, okay, Monday is gonna suck when I come back. But it's it's a whatever. It, I've gotten a little more used to it to just kind of face the fact that it's gonna happen when I come back. All right, doon 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 doon. With the ninth and final pick in the worst things about work draft, boss man selects. Uh, so I have one that we didn't really choose, but we kind of indirectly chose. Just commuting, mm-hmm. driving to work and from work. Uh, very thankful I don't do this again, like I said. But I, up until this point in my life, I had work jobs where I had to commute. And it was awful. It's so much of your time in your life that you're never going to get back. I remember sitting in traffic for like an hour one way. Thinking like if if I work my whole life and I add up all these hours, like I'm going to be taking 20 years of my life that I could have been out exploring things, meeting people, doing things. So once again, very thankful I don't do it anymore. And I know a lot of you people listening probably still commute, but it's awful. I don't care what you say. Oh, I listen to a podcast. Oh, I talk on the phone. No, you you would never choose to do that over something else. No, it is a complete waste of time. Traffic is infuriating. Having to sit in in, in a shit ton of cars and have assholes merging in and out of lanes thinking it's going to save them time, almost causing an accident to you or causing an accident. And then it just backs up things even more. Yeah. It's just like, it's just so much time. And then by the time you get home, you're just exhausted. Mm -hmm. So 
once again, very thankful I work from home now, but I remember commuting was like the most depressing part of working in an office or at a job because mm-hmm. once again, it goes back to waking up early. You got to wake up earlier because you got to try to beat that 7 a.m. rush and mm-hmm. you sit in traffic for an hour. You get into the office, you have a whole day's worth of work, and then you leave and you have to sit for another hour in a boring atmosphere and and just listen to people talk or whatever, which, you know, I'm very thankful for people who commute because some of them would probably never listen to us if they didn't. So obviously I'm very thankful for that. But when I was doing it, I was just like, this is such a waste of my existence as a human is sitting in the midst of all of these cars waiting to get back to my home so I can just wake up and do it again tomorrow. So it'll honestly add like sometimes over an hour to your work day. And I'm lucky I'm lucky I'm salaried, but if you were like an hourly worker and you had to spend an extra like hour and a half to drive mm-hmm. to and from work, like that shit could like no break one's, you. Yeah, no one's reimbursing your gas. No. No. It it especially sucked too when it like in Minnesota in the Midwest when it just a little bit of snow on the road, not even to the point of where it caused people. People traffic gets backed up even more because you have idiots that don't know don't know how to drive or don't know how to contemplate. Terrified, like it's like you're not gonna slip. Just keep driving. Right? Yeah, dude. I, God, I yeah. I just remember like 494. I used to live in Apple Valley. I had to deal with 494 every day, and and I I still look like when I drive on 494. Now that I work from home, I don't, I don't have to ever have to drive for work-related purposes. But even when I'm on 494, I just kind of cringe a little bit because I'm like, I've spent so much time in my life just sitting in this truck on this freeway. You know, it sucks because every, everyone starts and like lets everyone out at the same time in terms mm-hmm. of like corporations, right? So we always have rush hour. Dude, yeah. it's uh, 15 minutes normally for me to drive to the studio. Today was like the first time in a while I had to come here during rush hour. Took over like, 36 minutes. Yeah, dude, that's just that's just a waste of time. Yeah, you don't need Elon and, Musk to build the tunnels. Well, and with gas, it's expensive too. It's also a fucking waste of money. Right, it's a waste of money too. Let's just do uh, let's just do everything in the uh, the metaverse. Yep. <laughs> By everything. the way, along that subject, uh, sex robots are coming out soon. I saw mm-hmm. it on Twitter. So yeah. yeah, Andy. Uh, yeah, Andy. Andy's gonna be, dude. He's probably been saving for years. He's probably been saving because he was reading about it in 2005. That maybe by 2025 they'll dude. have sex robots. Kind of, kind of like how some people got in early on like Bitcoin or Ethereum mm-hmm. or like the cryptos and made a bunch of money. Like some people have been investing their own money into purchasing a sex robot because porn probably, guys they're I, probably going to be really expensive yeah. at first i saw a quote tweet of that like of the sex robot and <laughs> it literally says i'm gonna jail break the bitch to make me ribs <laughs> <laughs> the amount of jokes that are going to come out of that is going to be hilarious there, this will be a or, robot there was, brothels. A, there was a tweet from 2015 that said uh we'll likely be seeing sex robots in 10 years. And someone tweeted the other day, only two years away. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) geez. Someone's got one of those countdown things on their Google phone or their Android phone that it's the countdown to the release of sex robots. Porn guys have dedicated clubs, weekly clubs, to the countdown to the... Green Android text uh, group Mm -hmm. chats. You Mm -hmm. know that they're going to end up, like, give it 20, 30 years. They're going to fucking perfect these sex robots. And, like, it's going to probably feel better than actual sex. Oh, yeah, guys aren't going to want to have sex with women no yeah. they could just be like and, 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 and vice versa <laughs> yeah it, yeah exactly yeah. men weren't already bad enough at the action itself <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a tough it's gonna be a tough well, tough battle for they're both gonna sides. have they're <laughs> probably gonna have male sex robots too oh that's oh, what yeah. i'm saying oh man jake jake's excited no uh no <laughs> it's scary actually dude robots <laughs> Oh, oh, from corporate life to sex robots. Mm-hmm. Did we have anyone else who picked, or we all draft three? No, we all got three. We all, we all got through. All right, well, and ended if, the most 10K way possible. If you, if you learned anything from this segment, don't be stressed at work. Have sex with a robot. Yes. But, uh, yep. Folks, we're going to take a really quick commercial. We'll be back with our final segment. Finish the sentence. Are you looking... 
Oh, are we doing the smelling salts? I'll take if one. If you want to, you can. They are delicious. If you want man. to, I'll do one. Uh, are you looking to go to a sporting event like us? Maybe you might be chanting, let's get sexy at it. And you want tickets to that sporting event, concert, or play. We're doing smelling salts. Um, as official partners of Vivid Seats, we can now help you get those tickets. If you go to vividseats.com or download their app, sign up, and spend over $200 on that first purchase. If you're the guy who or the guy or gal who has to buy the tickets for the group and collect the Venmo, definitely just download Vivid Seats. Uh, and have an order for $200 or more, use our promo code 10K to get $20 off, and don't make your friends reimburse you for that 20 That 20 is yours. You mm-hmm. earn that for being collection guy or gal. Guys mm-hmm. doing business right there. That is that is genius. Right. I just put 20 in your own pocket that you can also put in a better edge. Make a bunch of money. No, I'm kidding. This is getting On a top of the <laughs> better <laughs> edge. This, this, is, this, is, this is adception. But uh, yeah, go to vividseats.com. Like we said, if you're a new customer, Use promo code 10K at your first order to get $20 off an order of $200 or more. Or if you're already an existing customer, you're spending less than 200 bucks, no problem. Click the link in the episode description to buy your tickets. That helps support 10K, helps support the brand, uh, helps us just do more shit that you guys like to see and that, that can entertain you and bring you away from the sadness that your corporate job may give you. But once again, download Vivid Seats or go to vividseats.com. They do tickets for concerts, plays. Uh, all sorts of other comedy stuff, shows. comedy shows. So yeah, promo code, promo code 10K or the link in the episode description. All right, final segment of this week's episode. We got finish the sentence. This one's super simple. I'm just going to read a sentence and everyone's going to go around the room and finish it. Just like the sex robots will finish yes. us off one day. Um, the first oh, they one, will, literally. Yeah. All right, the first one. I would rather watch blank than the Saudi golf, golf league, otherwise known as the live tour. Jake, we'll start with you. The live Where'd Super Bowl LIV. Um, no, uh, I'd rather watch the guy that Jack and I were that we played behind last week, who barely hit the ball more than ten feet every stroke, hit two tee shots per hole on average, and crouched down like he was going to take a shit every time he went up to <laughs> to hit his iron or driver. Play eighteen holes day after day, then watch the Saudi Arabian League. Wow. Nope. Not watching it. Wow. Now, what's your that was beef? brutal? What's your big beef with the the beautiful live tour, Jake? Um, they're taking all of our our. Be- it's Saudi Arabia. They're sketchy <laughs> blood, as shit. Blood money. They're taking all the fuck. They're interdimensional demons. <laughs> they're taking all our golfers. They're taking all of our golfers. It's true. Yes, it's true. And they're they're evil people. They're, they're also not good they took Sergio and Kevin. Nah, I'm fine with that. We don't yeah, need them. Yeah, but they're taking everyone else though. I'd like back. No, it's fucking weird. It's sketchy that Saudi Arabia and they call it the Saudi Arabian league. Like, what the fuck is this? Like the Illuminati's running it or some shit. Yeah, they also have like the dumbest team names and logos. I don't oh, know if you yeah. guys have seen the format. It's like this fireballs. Weird... Yeah, it's and one team is just called Fists. <laughs> Something like that. It's Fists. like it's it's all very bizarre and it just has this creepy feeling that it, this this feeling that you know it's going to fail on it. I'll get to some more of that on my point, but Wags, well, what word are you get what are you rather going to watch than the Saudi? I would rather watch the acting in a porno <laughs> rather than the live tour. Uh just like Jake says, man, they're stealing a lot of the PGA Tour golfers with essentially blood oil money which uh from pretty evil people who are financing this and uh yeah, man, I just uh, I'm not gonna support it. But hey, if this if you want to watch golf and you're a big live guy, go and 
dude, did you see the fucking press conference today? So bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just, just I just I forgot about that. The fucking what the Live Tour officials had to shut down reporters from asking questions. Yes. because reporters had legitimate journalistic questions about Live and their ethics. Oh. It's it's like a it's like a corrupted government. Yeah, no, no problem. They can get their way into just sports. Like Saudi and, Arabia. And it's just like it's it's hilarious because like in the middle of all this, you got like Dustin Johnson. Yes, it's like so the, the most Phil qu- Mickelson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like these are our representatives and what's going to turn into just a very political conflict, which is a golf tour. They they also took the most like the most harmless sport. Like you take football, hockey, like some of those guys could possibly have been murderers outside of the game. Whereas like golfers are some of the most harmless people in the world. And you're going to like you're going to use them as like a political pawn. I know there's like this whole sport washing term that's been that's been coming up now or whatever they're saying. But yeah, dude, it was crazy. A, a journalist tried to ask a legitimate question, and they basically kicked him out of the press conference. Yeah, it was just—it's just like some shit you see in Russia. Like, yeah, it's—it's it's really bad. It's really—it really sucks. It yeah. goes hand in hand with uh, you know it's run by Saudi Arabia. So I mean, can we be surprised? Put two and two together. Yeah. Um, for mine, I said I'd rather watch the PGA Tour than the Saudi League. Um, like I said, I mean, <laughs> I, that's a good one, I, re- I really don't care about most of the players that went over there. It's just some no names, some of the bigger douchebags in golf, Ian Poulter, Sergio, you can have those guys. They probably belong in a corrupted country. But, um, the other thing too, is like, they're not going to stream, they're not going to stream it on any major networks. They're going to stream it from a YouTube channel, but said YouTube channel has two videos for a total of under 500 views. So it's like, do, do they really have a fit media team to like, run this league that are going to have some of the most talented players in golf. Like I, I understand that like Dustin and all those guys don't really care. They just wanted the money. Like they, you know, some people play golf to, to win championships, to be a legend. And some people play to win, to make money. And that's fine because none of us would ever know what it's like to be in that experience or in that place. But it's like, you're, you're going to waste talent by trusting people who have a YouTube page less popular than ours. Dude, the fucking the live like if they can't even get through a fucking press conference how can they expect to run a successful event this just has like xfl like usfl written all over it like this- like we're gonna see it kind of half-assed for a year a lot of people might watch right away and then like by the last event it'll be like 1200 people tuned into the final event of the live tour like it will not be coming back next year and then it's going to be so fun to see all these pga players like begging the tour to come back and the tour is going to be like get on your knees yeah <laughs> well, it's I, I, gonna i'm so excited for well, that and i honestly don't think if these players actually get paid like they're these uh like they're claiming that they're getting paid i don't think they'll care in the end because they will be very very wealthy yeah, yeah which like i said you know none of us know what it's like to have that decision do i want to be good at something and be a legend or do i want to make money be, yeah i mean some of these guys chose money and that that is what it is you no, know no one's ever offered me a hundred million dollar contract i don't know what i would do in that situation i mean tiger turned down half a billion from yes. them by the way so like he's a guy who clearly cares about the game and he Mm -hmm. also appreciates what the tour has given him people don't realize how well ran the pga tour actually is like you know you hear about issues with the nba and refs and the nfl and and their coaching situation but you never hear about like drama on the pga tour you want to know why it's very well ran so the fact that a bunch of billionaires from saudi arabia think that they can take down the pga tour by just throwing money at it is just it's bananas it's not gonna work i feel like they're just gonna show up to the first event and just there's going to be nothing set up. It's yeah. going to be fake. Well, it's all a sham. And I'm a known Kevin Na hater. Uh, you can go back and listen to a previous episode. Basically, as a child, he denied me an autograph at a time where it was very convenient for him to give me an autograph. Turns out I don't, future me didn't want it. But like he, he like tweeted, 
who wants tickets? I have a hundred free tickets to this week's event in London. And I, and like, I was like, you're not even going to find a hundred people out of your 50,000 Twitter followers who are going to accept those tickets because no. a, it's in London. A lot of your fan base existed in America where the PGA tour dominates and B you're Kevin fucking nah. Who would ever want to f- take a flight to London to watch you play an event that's begging for fans anyways? Mm-hmm. I you, fucking hate that Do you that know guy. any of the specifics of this league? Like, it's, it's team-based? It's team yeah, versus so, team versus team? So there's eight events. I was reading up on it today. There's eight events. There's two different competitions happening at once. One competition is individual. There's three rounds. No cut line, which I do like about that. I think they are doing some innovative things, which like the XFL and the USFL mm-hmm. always introduces some innovative things that the PGA Tour could take from. But then it's weird. You're like assigned a partner from your team each week. And simultaneously, there's a team event happening. So there's technically like two winners. There could be three winners, an individual winner, and two guys who are on a team that are winning. And they just take like the best score. So if you ever played like best ball in golf, mm-hmm. it's like best score. And that's happening simultaneously while there's – it's like 54 players. And there's a draft happening tonight. We're recording this Tuesday night. And the draft is a private event. This, it's it's where like Phil Sergio, all these big names that they stole from the PGA Tour are like drafting their teams of four, and they're not broadcasting it. That makes absolutely no sense at all. That's, I that's mean, just so weird. It's this just, is dude, all this whole sketchy. thing is very strange. This and is an intergovernor dimension. It's, it's gonna it's gonna end with like Dustin Johnson being in like a in like a prison. Yeah, it's we're it's, not gonna get him back. It, I wouldn't trust this league if someone came. I mean, again though, if you came at me with a lot of money, it would be something I'd consider. But like. Holy shit, this all sounds sketchy. And it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. It was like suddenly yeah. like last winter. It was just like I heard there's a bunch of Saudi guys like trying to start a golf league and like it was kind of a funny thing to joke about. And then you had players making statements like I would never abandon the PGA Tour. You know, I don't think their business model worked, blah, 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 this. And then suddenly you have people like switching over and then you have Phil trying to make up some bullshit narrative <laughs> that the PGA Tour doesn't pay its players. It's like, what are you talking about? You're a multimillionaire. You're living a life that no one else will ever even touch getting close to. And you're saying that you're getting underpaid. Maybe win more tournaments. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I've been rambling for a while. So we Dude, can, we holy can... shit. And Phil Nicholson, without ever participating in the Live Tour, his current net worth, and obviously, you know, net worth is a fucking weird thing, but $300 million, right? Like, Keep he's in mind, a lot of money. We're talking about a guy who's already down $40 million in gambling debt. So mm-hmm. He's just pissed <laughs> off at himself, and he's blaming elsewhere all right i'm gonna take a breath stop talking about the live tour i will say though i will be watching it thursday morning i'm gonna tune in i'm gonna give it a shot you don't know, give them the support they knows? want who knows maybe i i'm not gonna be the guy who's gonna be also called wrong if it if it does work out so i will say i'll tune in but i'll probably stop watching after like the first event you're not gonna watch the canadian open I'll watch both, man. Oh. <laughs> I got enough screens. Well, remember uh, when the XFL came around a few years ago, right before COVID, everyone was tuned in that first weekend. Well, no I one think, watched after. I think the I thought the XFL actually did okay compared to the AAF, AAF or whatever the yeah. year before. Then COVID killed it. Yeah, I actually not, think the XFL had some potential. I, well, I think that they've done the best compared to all the other upstart. Like, look at the fucking yeah. USFL. Like, who <sighs> who is paying attention to them? That's done after yeah, this year, hundred percent. So I think like the at least the Libs doing a lot better job of getting like attention. But like with all the money they're throwing at players, how the fuck are they just doing their events via YouTube? Uh, YouTube and Facebook, I guess. And I don't Facebook. I, I throw, slap some ads on there. Like it's funny because Greg Norman is the CEO of the entire tour. If you guys don't know who he is, he was a famous golfer back in the day. Played with like Jack Nicholas and Arnie Palmer. Mm-hmm. Was never quite as good, but was it was a great nonetheless. And uh, like him and Jack Nicholas are like beefing now. <laughs> 
it's so funny. Like they're fighting. They're, they're like fighting. Like obviously both of them don't have like social media. So they're like fighting through statements like old people <laughs> do. But it's through mail and letters. It's, yeah. it's just this whole thing is really bizarre. And golf has never seen something like this before. It's we've never seen a drama like this before. So it's it is entertaining. It's entertaining, that. but it's just it's drama. It's just bizarre. And I just feel like I feel like this hasn't been thought through. That's just my that's my mm-hmm. gut reaction based on what I see already. But you never know. Uh, we'll move on. So Stanley Cup coming up. Uh, the Avs are in. We have the Rangers and the Lightning playing right now. Um, so we don't know who wins this game, but we will know in the morning when you guys listen to this. But uh, out of everyone who's involved, I really th- hope Blank gets a Stanley Cup. Who are you guys saying? Who do you think deserves it the most? Well, can I just uh, – the, the question doesn't specify out of everyone who's involved. That's true. Okay. Just just wanted to clarify that. Okay, You, you can choose anybody. Is it JJ? You're first, right? Um, I, you know, I can decide because I don't really give a shit about any teams. But uh, I, I, I just really say I hope anyone other than the Avalanche don't give a shit about the Avalanche at all. Like, they're assholes. They're uh, the fan, They're arrivals. And they are. They're arrivals. And, uh, you know, Nathan McKinnon was freaking out last year, being kind of a baby, not being really thinking about the game in itself. And... You know, he was pissed off last year, whatever. I'd like to see them lose, and their fans are idiots. So anyone but the Avalanche, because the Avalanche are, you know, already in it. So, I mean, I guess the Rangers are lightning. I uh, saw a funny uh, tweet this morning that said, the Minnesota Wild really stole a Stanley Cup from Tyson Yost. Yep. Or we could say, hey, the Minnesota Wild gave one a Nico Sturm. Nico Sturm and uh, Darcy Kemper. Yes. Which is weird. And at one point, Devin Dubnik, but he's not with them anymore. I don't know. I think Pavel Francou, or whatever his name is, the other netminder for Colorado, is probably a little better than, a little sharper than De- uh, Devin Dubnik, Darcy Kemper. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to say, wait, did you just give your answer? I have not yet, but oh, you want sorry. me to? Oh, yeah, I can I mean, go. You yeah. can if you want. I really to. hope Evander oh. Kane. I'm just kidding. No, I, <laughs> I, I really hope Kirill Kaprizov gets a Stanley Cup, man. Uh, I assume, I mean, considering the fact that he's locked down for the next four years in the Minnesota Wild jersey, uh, I, I want to see him win one. And even if it's not in a Wild jersey, he's given me um, a really tight pants year. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know what? Thanks for everything, Kirill. Yeah, I just got kind of along the lines of Jake. I got ev- everyone but the Lightning. I hate dynasties. <laughs> yeah, Dynast- dynasties, dynasties are boring. As much as I do hate the Avs, it's just nice to see a different team win. I'm like, you see the same team celebrate over and over again, and it's kind of like, well, I watched this entire playoffs just to see the same result I, I saw last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rangers would be cool. They, you know, I don't know. They're a team to get behind. I know you, new people from New York are, you know, they are the way they are, but I think Shosturkin is like an insane goalie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that guy is the reason they're there alone. Uh, they have just have a lot of long-haired players on the Rangers, and I I don't know why. Mika Zibanejad. Yeah, Zibanejad looks like he should be good in dude. like a like a, good, a Japanese good rock, rock band. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like he could be Steve Aoki. He could do uh, EDM DJ shit. But yeah, just anyone but the Lightning man. I hate dynasties. Dynasties are boring. Trivia question for you guys: The last time the Rangers won a Stanley Cup, who was their captain? Ooh. Uh, Mark Messier. Yes, it was Mark. Okay. Ding, 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 oh ding, wow! Ding, ding, ding. It was just oh, kind no, of but, shot but Jake, you're not allowed to guess on the first try. Oh, oh, oh yeah, you're right. Oh, oh yeah, I should ask the question. Ask Dang question. it! Damn it! No, that that's gonna change. Still. All right, we'll uh, we'll just do one more while we're on pace with summer. It's summertime, but obviously summer does bring out some bad things. So the worst part about summer, Jake, what would you say it is? Um, I guess I think the obvious answer would be humidity. Um, getting all sticky. And and gross, but I I think slash uh not not the guitarist I'm saying humidity slash having to remember to put on sunscreen 
um, to avoid getting second degree burns. Cause I'm a little sunburned right now. Cause I go outside, I wake up, like I'm still in the mindset of, Oh, we just transitioned from winter in March, but it's already June. So you're not thinking like that. And I don't put on sunscreen. I feel like not till like July or August, but by that time I've already like a fucking toast, toast in the fucking toaster oven or in a toaster. I'm just fucking ra- ravaged with probably future skin cancer. You're, so, you're you're out of everyone I know. You're the worst when it comes to like sunscreen or worrying about the sun. Every single Monday I see you after the weekend, he is a different color. Mm-hmm. He's either bright red or just a different shade of red that I've never seen before. Yeah, well, uh, you're just like I feel like you just sit in a fucking boat during prime UV hours and you just literally just take it all in. You just let the sun just melt you. I I let photosynthesis take its part. And you always wear like a hat and glasses all mm-hmm. weekend, so you'll come back in your eyes and like you'll have a hat line, but like the rest of you is just red. It's hilarious. I know. It's it's bad. Like and I'll, but I'll be like, oh yeah, it's kind of windy out here. I can't get burned, or it's a little cool out. But you're on, you're sitting on a lake. It reflects off. I was gonna yeah. say, yeah. It, also, if you're in the water all day, you're way mm-hmm. more prone to sunscreen. I learned yeah. that the or sunburn. I learned mm-hmm. that the hard way last year. I was in a lake all day without sunscreen, and it was so painful. Like I was almost crying when I'd wake up in the morning. Because yeah, yeah, just like you said, it reflects off the water. Yeah, it's and it's like awful. twice as intense. My uh, the worst thing about summer for me is the fucking mosquitoes. I live like mm-hmm. up a, like a little hill and at the bottom of the hill there's this fucking pond. It's a disgusting gross pond. But every single spring, you know, all the mama uh mosquitoes lay the eggs or whatever the fuck they do and billions, I swear to god, billions of mosquitoes swarm my house and we have we pay billions. we pay lots of money apparently for uh mosquito spraying and I swear to god at this we've done it five or six times and they're still absolutely horrible. Mm-hmm. So for yeah. me it's uh mosquitoes are the worst. Yeah, that goes along mine. I had put bugs as well. Um, a few bugs do serve a purpose to humanity. You know, you have like pollination. Fuck that. You got you know the bugs that do stuff. There's probably more of them that serve more of a purpose to the uh, the ecosystem, but most of them are pretty useless. Um, I think they were put on this planet just to fuck with us and piss us off. And uh, like, don't bugs die in the winter? How do they? I, how do? They, how do no so clue. many of them survive well, and see, just come out in the spring? I. We we wouldn't survive in the winter if if it, if no. it weren't for houses and heat and and generators and power. But for whatever reason, those little fuckers seem to come back every spring untouched. Do you know that? Because uh, we went to school in Grand Forks, man, and uh, it's like the coldest place in the continental United States. Do you know it's like one of the largest producers of honey in all of the United States? Yeah. How the fuck do bees I, I survive that brutal winter? I'm what? Yeah, what are bugs doing, Jake? Do you know you have a journalism this, this, degree. This is something that's not taught in like early education. Is like how do bugs? Like, what's the cycle of bugs? I mean, you learn about bears and how they hibernate and squirrels and stuff, and that's all good good well, info. But, like, how are these bugs surviving the winter? I, I got the believe. obvious answer, and it might be linked to Saudi Arabia, but they're okay, robots. right. True. I mean, they're not real. Birds they might not be real. Birds aren't real. They're robots. Bees are robots. June think, bugs are robots. I think the bugs argument makes the most sense. Yeah. Well, out, I, out of all the ones that aren't real, because how do they survive? I get I, the birds can fly south because they have wings. Bugs, it, ta- it would take them so far to fly south. Do they just move into houses or something? I, I, they bury in the ground, but the ground is cold. Yeah. It's not like the ground is heated. Listen, they're Listen. robots, and Listen. they go, they fly to Saudi Arabia, and they, you know, they go back and station charge up for the summer, and just come and bother us or produce honey. See, the dumb thing is, is like I actually would not doubt that as a conspiracy theory. That they, a, I, I don't understand how they survive. If, if yeah. you know how bugs survive. DM us. Please send me a message. Well, they're being it. operated by the people in the fifth dimension. We've already connected with those people. Okay? They go to the fifth I, dimension for the winter. I, I just will never understand it. But, uh, you know, we're just going to close there. 
oh. seeming like idiots. Oh, I didn't know I that. Many insects and amphibians rely on what's called freeze tolerance to get through the winter. I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> that's what I don't. I, I I don't understand how that's a thing. I don't know what that is. I, I know this is a process that requires the organism to freeze half of its body what? and cut down on metabolic practices. In natural freeze tolerance, an insect converts fifty percent of or more of its body water to ice. That's impossible. <laughs> Apparently, it's not. And they and they go into the ground. Humans are way smarter, and we haven't figured out how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I'm going to try doing that throw, this winter. We throw billions of dollars a year at medical research, and we don't even know how to like survive hypothermia longer than five minutes. Be, it's because they do know how to survive, but they're not. They're not exposing that information, disseminating that information to the common folk like us. Apparently, apparently, the elite, I think discriminatory. discriminatory. The globalists know. Bugs are just smarter. <laughs> it's it's horseshit. I hate it. But all right, folks, that was another episode of It's a Bit. Uh, if you want to listen to the radio show that we do, it's a bet. Sundays, Sunday afternoons on KFAN, mostly at one o'clock, sometimes eleven. Just look for us to tweet about it. But also, just go to ten ktakesmn dot com to read the blogs. Listen to all the other pods we got in the network. We got five other ones that you can listen to about all sorts of different subjects around the state of Minnesota and beyond. Uh, we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of It's a Bit presented by 10,000 Takes, and we'll uh, see you next week.